Nerds, we're live, and welcome to another episode of ORQ. Our reviews will kill you. As always, I am the man they know as Z, and I am joined by Tommy B, Noob Noob. Yeah, no, this is gay. Yeah, and then we're also joined by uh, the director of... I had two really funny jokes, but they're gone, but I'm pretty sure one of them was... uh, Cavemen from Space Return for the Revenge. The joke was the director part, actually. You just let no. That... This is you, you're you're the actor this time. I'm the actor. Well, we said it, I'm a director, and that was the joke. But you're also an actor, and you know you have that blue steel look about you. So blue steel. Scott's a cum dumpster. Let's leave it at that. Okay, so okay. we'll leave uh, Scott Keeler cum dumpster. <laughs> and... <laughs> so. <laughs> What's on the docket for we're today? Shining on this one. <laughs> What's on the docket uh, for today, Noob Noob? Yeah, so we're doing a little bit of an unorthodox episode um, since October is a little bit of a slow month in terms of major releases. Um, we had Z over here have a little bit of insomnia and just power watch a whole bunch of random shit that probably isn't that good, but we're going to review it anyway in some quick takes. Um, so we're going to have a couple different stuff, um, starting with Neo Yokio. Um, that is a Netflix exclusive animated series. Uh, Mrs. Peregrine's uh, Home for Peculiar Children. Uh, that is HBO and also on Netflix as well. Uh, then we have Gerald's Game, a Stephen King based uh, movie, which is on Netflix. Death Note, the animated or animated series turned live action movie with a bunch of white people, uh, also on Netflix exclusively. Uh, then we have Game of Thrones season six. He's a couple seasons behind on that one. Um, but he finally got there. And then Game Face, which is uh, also a rapper that I looked up on Wikipedia. And it's also a show on sci-fi that has faces of games and stuff about effects. Yeah, I had a little bit of insomnia and had <clears throat> way too much time on my hands. And I, I watched a couple things that, uh, well, I'll give you my take and, and see what we think. And uh, maybe some of you have seen some of this stuff. Some of you haven't. But uh, all right, let's start with the first one, Noob Noob. Yeah, so the first one is Neo Yokio, uh, which uh, on IMDb, the uh, little kind of snidbit of, snidbit's not a word, anyway. Um, <laughs> snitty, so, snitty, snitty, mourning snitty. the death of a recent relationship, an elegant and fashionable demon hunter struggles to stay afloat in the elite society of Neo Yokio. What? Um, makes sense because the title character is, uh, I guess, tan black? That's a thing. <laughs> Has pink hair and coincidentally played by the transsexual son of Will Smith, uh, Jaden Smith, who shouldn't be in acting anymore because I don't know what he is or if he's even a human being anymore. So, yeah, he watched that whole episode. It got a 5.9 out of 10 on IMDb. <laughs> and why don't you just, uh, you know, shit out some thoughts on that one about how Jaden Smith Go is ahead. a failure. We're all so enthralled on what the fuck is this? Well, I guess the first thing that I saw about it was... Uh, Jaden Smith. No, not Jaden Smith. It's actually produced and uh, written by Ezra Koning, who is the lead singer of uh, Vampire Weekend. A band that that I kind of like. Um, I guess they're known as, I guess, Yacht Rock, or I know they're all Ivy League. So they League. play on yachts. <laughs> well, they're all Ivy League trained musicians who have a bunch of songs, and some of them, you know, I kind of like. There's one like about horseshoes. Yeah, the whole the whole show is about a music cruise. It's it's a really weird show. I don't even know. How to truly describe it. All I can say, like, in the first couple episodes, uh, the lead characters are so self-involved and despicable that you just 
want all of them to die. It's kind of weird. So it's like this. Yeah, just like this, where we'd like to see everybody just die or as we kill our audience with reviews. It's what we do. I, I, I it's, it's a weird show because the premise makes no sense. I feel like it's a reflection of like what the 1% is supposed to be. I mean, everybody's into high fashion and they care more about themselves than what's going on around them. I think that's the point. They get a lot of famous people to be in this show. Jude Law... Yeah, Jude Law is, I guess, the secondary character. Like I said, I He's didn't. He's a butler. I didn't watch Robot this. His, his character name is Charles. Um, Susan Sarandon's also in this as Aunt Agatha. Um, Jason Swartzman is in there as Archangelo Corelli. Uh, and the Kid Miro is in this. I love the Kid Miro. He I, is amazing. Probably a black rapper, I'm assuming. No, or no, 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 no idea. I don't. Who he is. I don't know. I, don't I have know no clue. Is he? Is he in fact a child? Let's let's delve a little deeper on this one, darling. Uh, the kid Miro is an actor known for Jesus and Miro. Wow, that's fucking helpful. Um, <laughs> Jesus and Miro. He Miami is. We special. found out he's black, so you know we got that done. Um, he's in joking off. Um, and literally nothing nothing okay so he's useless so let's move on from him well let's just put it okay let me put it this way um i hated the show to start with and it you know screen ran some of the other sites were talking about it and they were trying to give it a little bit of pub and of course you know with jaden smith being attached to it it's gonna get some interest although what jaden smith is known for Karate Kid, the reboot, and, and crazy rants on Instagram, and Twitter, crazy rants on Instagram. And There's something else he's known for: dressing like a dipshit. No, he was in that movie with his dad. Oh, Afterlife, which would After get, Earth, or After Earth, yeah, the M Night Shyamalan, Shyamalan shit. Yeah, that totally bombed. I I like Shyamalan. He, it was all right. That movie was actually all. It wasn't terrible. It was. It just wasn't good. It was like equivalent to Blade Runner, just equally, just no point to it, and it was decently fun to look at. Yeah, I would say this. I would agree with that. The interesting thing, though, is as you like despise the Jaden Smith character, he gets a little less annoying and starts to realize like how hollow his life is and how having nice watches and nice tuxedos and all that other n- nonsense like means less. So for an <laughs> anime that's totally off the walls and bonkers. A lesson that he never gets in real life. This is also true. This is also true. Yeah, yeah mom, I'm I'm recording right now, so you could you not interrupt, please? I could I could text you in a, in a bit. That'd be that'd be great. Oh, okay, thanks. You're you're a doll. Thanks. Sandwich, sandwich, please. Thank thank you. Okay. So as anyway. we take uh, you know requests from mom, oh, we want to know what kind of sandwich are you looking <laughs> what, for? What you could put her on? We could ham and cheese, dill pickle, extra sauce, um, and a tit on the side. That oh, by the way, been... what happened to our Szechuan sauce that you were supposed to get? Uh so yeah, so I a little side note because nothing he's talking about in these shows or any anything of use. Um, so yeah, no, uh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> Um, we just so, had our first live caller, by the way. Did we miss that? Yeah, we had our first live call-in. We and, should have our call-ins. Call, and call your mom. In. It's your mom. It's your, we can have your mom. She said in. I'm a fat faggot and then hung up immediately. So she doesn't love me at all and leaving my dad. So I'm going to come home to an empty household and my dog is dead. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, Szechuan sauce. Rick and Morty. Uh, we did a Rick and Morty review uh, a little while back. Um, they're actually bringing back Szechuan sauce. It was just today only. Um, so they're doing a two-part event. Some McDonald's are closing down. They were closing down at 2 p.m. 
and then opening up their line 10 minutes later to do a special event for their buttermilk chicken tenders. Um, so some stores are giving you a little gift basket if you waited in line. And then some more exclusive stores are giving you Szechuan sauce. Um, in our immediate area, the closest one with Szechuan sauce was an hour and a half away. Um, <laughs> so essentially you failed at your job and provided us with nothing today. All this taught me was that I have no idea how to spell Szechuan sauce. <laughs> As you look it up online, Szechuan sauce is impossible to like, spell. I don't know. There's a ZQ. Probably what? doesn't even taste that good because they can't replicate anything from 20-something years ago. So... Yeah, no, it probably sucked. So I wasn't terribly uh, hurt by it, but that probably would have went for a good buck on eBay, um, most likely. That sounds like it wouldn't travel that well. I I can't imagine shipping something to California or... No, not going to eat that. Yeah. So let's... uh, We've done enough with Neo Yoke. Yeah, so just a quick take. If you were to sum it up in, in two sentences, what's the point of the show and how do you feel? Oh, the point of the show is a uh, young aristocrat learning that there's more to life than just being famous and rich, and I didn't hate it. I think I liked it. I would give it a couple more episodes. I I feel like it was a short. It was only six episodes, and they didn't go for the full blast. So, um, didn't hate it. That's about as good as it gets. So, so that's our re- that's our re- Tim's or, or Z's review for this. <laughs> didn't hate it. <laughs> didn't hate it. Uh, okay, well that's fantastic. I'm never gonna watch it because Jaden Smith is retarded. So, um, Scott, do you have anything else to to add to that that you also didn't watch? Or I didn't any... watch it. I didn't know about it until this moment right here. Any and update on your testicles? I'm or... gonna immediately forget about it. And yes, my nut. Hurts so bad right now. Just one or Just both? My left, or? my left one. My left one is still okay. swollen from like a week ago from the surgery. Did you realize and you were impotent before the surgery or after? No, 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 no. I just couldn't spell. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the funny thing is, is we now know that we have a hotline to Tom's mom. So if you need that yes. not taken care of, we've got a place Could to I go. Get oh, deep, she is so lonely and massage. ready for anything. Deep tissue massage. Oh, she'll give you a deep anything massage. All right. <laughs> so that leads us to... I hope she doesn't watch this. Anyway, um, so yeah, our next uh, review is of Miss Peregrine's uh, Home for Peculiar Children, which is HBO and Netflix. Uh, came out in 2016, um, starring the title character, uh, Miss Peregrine in Eva Green, which is Bitch with so Big Tits. hot. What to touch the hiney? Sure. Um, so she's the bitch with big tits from Casino Royale, I think. Yes. And she was, she's uh, in a Showtime me. show that lasted two seasons that I don't remember. It had monsters in it. Um, then there's Assa Butterfield, the dipshit that ruined Ender's Game. Uh, and Samuel Jackson, the black guy that's in everything. And Judy Dench, who's also in uh, Casino Royale. And there's other people. <laughs> so what did I think of that one? Yeah, why don't you why don't you give us a quick take on that? Um, it was like um, the British dumbass version of X Men, I guess. Like nobody had powers that were useful; they were all kind of like dumb powers. <laughs> and uh, I, it wasn't bad. I didn't hate it. So it's it's <laughs> let's give it a couple more less hates than than uh, Neo Yokio. I enjoyed it. I thought there were a couple parts that were a little silly. Uh, I gotta say, Eva Green is uh, man. She's just hot and everything. She was in uh, the second Three Hundred movie. 
She was in the second Sin City movie. She needs to stop doing sequels. Uh, but man, that girl can make uh, a British chick smoking a pipe look pretty damn hot. Did turn kind of dark towards the end there. You saw it? Yeah, I did see it a while ago. What would turn dark at the end? Just, where... just the, the, the villains. I mean, Samuel L. Jackson, just everything he does is awesome. Yeah, he was so cool. Towards the he end, was right. it was like, it, it went from like kids movie to like, this is actually getting violent. They're going to eat these kids. It's just, just got a little dark towards the well, end. It's British, there. so it's going to yeah. get dark. They lived on a day where like their school gets bombed. It's like every as day. if Professor X's school got blown up every day, and they were like, "Yeah, we'll just stay alive for as long as we can," and whatever. It was okay. I, I didn't mind it, and um, I'm not looking forward to a sequel or anything. But I will watch Eva Green do almost anything. Yeah, uh, just so you, the viewers have a, a quick synopsis. It's uh, this is how it reads on IMDb. Uh, when Jacob discovers clues to a mystery that stretches across time, he finds Miss Peregrine's home for peculiar children, but the danger deepens after he gets to know the residents and learns about their special powers. Yeah. So that doesn't... That's kind of what yeah. happened. And uh, Tim Burton directed, uh, I think, the, at least a premiere episode. I'm not sure if he directed all of them, but it has him listed as the main director Wait, of, of the series. Episodes? It's not a series. It's just a, a movie. movie. Oh, it's a movie? Yeah. Shows how much I know. That threw me off. Isn't it? A, isn't it, there's a series about this too? I isn't have there? No idea. I yes, watched the movie. Yes, I think there is a series on um. The, is it Netflix right now? Holy shit! No, We're, there's not. Yo, fuck are you. you there is. The wrong thing. I don't. Are we? I saw the one that I told you was on. I'm it's pretty on HBO sh- now. I don't know what he's reviewing. I think we're gonna live fact check this because oh, we're. No. No, no. Is Eva Green even in the one that you're talking about? Eva Green's Eva in the Green one. Is, all right, Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children, released 2006, has Eva Green and Samuel L. Jackson in is it. Is he talking about the one, there's a di- totally different... There's a Netflix series too, isn't there? No. No, there's Scott? There's another show. There's, there's, I thought there was a Netflix... That, so did I. What's the, what's the show with Doogie? What's the one with Doogie Howser? The Lemony. Are you thinking about Lemony Snicket? Lemony Snick. Uh, yeah, they you did. Better they not did. Be. I know there's a Lemony no. Snicket's. Yeah, That's similar. Lemony Snicket's. The the unfortunate day they turned that into a series. Unfortunate yeah, series of events. I don't remember yes. yeah. Miss Peregrine's home for. This was on it. HBO and it was a movie that came out like two years ago. Okay, then. So oh. Noob Noob knows nothing, and we. When show. I sober up, I get more stupid. So that's that's Z's fault right there for not making me a good drink. Um, so but yeah, so Scott Z's. Well, no, I mean, I I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good movie. <laughs> Dude, did we see the same movie? <laughs> I I I don't know anymore. We I saw a movie no with what's like going a, on. I'm going through Netflix right now trying to find this other one. A bunch of preteen kids. I have no some idea what's going floats. on. Yeah, yeah, the Bender's End kid was horrible. Okay. He sucks. Ender's game. Bender's, Ender's game. game. Bender's game. Bender's game. He's still got Futurama on the brain. Always, <laughs> always doesn't go away. So Z's review on that one didn't hate it as much. Didn't hate it as much as Neo Yokio. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I'll say like Neo Yokio wasn't a hundred percent waste of my time. Granted, it's like two o'clock in the morning and I can't sleep, so obviously didn't waste my time there. This Peregrine's, uh, you know, didn't waste my time either. I, I didn't mind it. I, I, it was, you know, something to pass the time while I tried to uh, zone off into sleep. Well, yeah, the, there we go. So we have two decent reviews, nothing great, nothing terrible so far. Um, so let's move on to the third one, which is Gerald's Game, uh, Netflix exclusive, uh, based off a Stephen King novel. Um, 
And this uh, synopsis reads on IMDb, while trying to spice up their marriage in the remote lake house, Jessie might f- must fight to survive when her husband dies unexpectedly, leaving her ha- handcuffed to the bed. What the fuck is this show about? Are you watching Lifetime Channel? <laughs> so actually, it's kind of funny. When I finished the movie, I was thinking, gee, this could have been a Lifetime movie. But what I will say for handling a Steven Spielberg, not Steven Spielberg, Stephen King, Stephen King uh, material, it actually did a really good job. It was a, like if you think about the plot, it's literally a woman gets chained up in her bed and her husband dies and can't get out. That's like the whole plot. Uh, for for it being that, it it actually they did a really good job rendering it. Um, there's really only two or three. There's like two actors in it that mean anything. Yeah, the the lead character Jesse is Carla Gugino. Gugino, Spoiler she's hot. Alert, so does not get naked, which is a real shame because if you watch the the first Sin City, she does and woofa, wow. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at the uh, the trailer for it right here, and it's just having her chained in a in lingerie to the bed. So yeah, I'm like, she that, never. Gets yeah, naked. that, that makes shame. me. I'm never gonna watch it now. Um, and then the lead character uh, husband that dies, Gerald, uh, is Bruce Greenwood, who voices uh, Batman in a lot of the animated movies for for Batman for DC. If anybody watches those, he did. The two of them actually did really, really good job, considering it's like a, you know, it's a one room shot for almost the entire movie. Like, there's not a lot to go on, and those they did a really fantastic job playing um as she's you know laying in bed she starts to kind of hallucinate and has interactions with herself and interactions with him and uh i thought the whole thing was actually really well done a lot of people the most controversial thing about it is uh the the end the end is very true to the stephen king adaptation to the book and some people got a little pissy about that and didn't like the the way that they ended it I didn't mind it. I felt it was okay. It felt a little bit of like a lifetime movie ending because just like Harrison Ford loves narrating the end of his movies, uh, she had to narrate the end of hers, but it, it was kind of like an epilogue and it, it made sense at the time and cleared up some of the plot holes. But overall, I'd say I enjoyed it. I thought it was a really faithful adaptation. I think they did a, a good job. I thought it was directed well, and for a Netflix movie, which I haven't seen a ton of those, like I guess this is like a Netflix movie exclusive, other than like the Adam Sandler nonsense. I thought it was pretty good. I will, uh, I would definitely recommend it if you're into Stephen King or like, I guess if you like sort of kinky stuff. I mean, it really didn't get as kinky as (laughs) pretty good. Pretty good. So, so out of the first three, this one's definitely above uh, Neo Yokio and, and Miss Peregrine's for sure. For sure, this one is so far the best one. Okay, and, and Scott, newly impotent. Do you have any takes on uh, people being chained to bedrooms and you know maybe coming on their titties or something? Or, uh, no? Don't do that to me. If I get an erection right now, it's gonna hurt. Oh boy! Whoa! Is it big enough to hurt, or is it no? Nah, just a little hurt. Okay, yeah, I have that same problem. I'm like two inches hard. I don't really, I don't know how I please anybody. Um, so yeah, no. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no let's, uh, let's yeah, not no. yeah no yeah uh, no um anyway so the third one or fourth one actually um is another netflix exclusive death note which is actually a animated series um that's on netflix and they did a american adaptation movie um so that is uh, that came out i think about a month ago i'm not sure the specific release date um and it follows uh, a high school student light turner 
um, and he finds a Death Note book um, from a god, Ryuk. And essentially what this book is, uh, if you write anyone's name in it, as long as you can physically picture them in your mind, they will die in exactly the manner you write in the book. So he kind of gives him uh, that, that kind of power to do whatever he wants with it, and uh, the plot kind of spirals from there, and he uses that power to try to change things and influence um, certain events and do good for the world, so to speak. Um, and so, Z, how did, you, how did you feel about that movie? I, at first, had little to zero desire to see it. I just, I'm not, I've never heard of any animes really being turned into anything of any value. And, of course, it got crushed for being you know, whitewashing because it's full of white people and, you know, white folks are no good these days, especially in, in anime movies, even though it was produced, you know, by Asians. And I, I, th- I it's, it's weird because I actually liked it. Um, there were enough plot holes to drive several buses through. And <laughs> if you try to make any coherence of the story, I think you're going to sh- struggle a little bit. I really, at first, could not stand the male lead. The kid was just... Jason Statham. Yes, Jason Statham from <laughs> uh, The Transporter and... Wait, no, that's not the kid who was in it. It's some other kid who I've never heard of before. The only famous person who's actually in the movie is... Uh, William Defoe, who yeah, plays William, the god Ryuk. Which is probably the best performance in the whole thing. I mean, his CGI is, is freaking awesome, and... Uh, He's creepy as hell and does a really, really cool... Like, I think his role is really awesome. I, I could see why he picked the role. It's a lot of fun for him. He plays this like mischievous devil-type creature and uh, gets into uh, the kid's head. and it's, it's a pretty cool role. But towards the end, I started to like actually get into the movie. I let... You know, it's, it's a goofy movie about a book where you write names and people die, so I kind of had to let, you know... Sus- of disbelief just go out the window and like I said there's enough plot holes to drive buses through but overall I, I liked it I, I enjoyed it I, I thought it could uh, you know they could have done a little bit of a better job and it kind of it wasn't what I expected from the movie I thought it was going to be total nonsense so I guess having zero expectation of going into watching it it was better than I thought it would be so Z's review better than I thought it would be, <laughs> and yeah, I so I actually watched this as well when it first came out a, a couple months ago, um, and I've actually seen some of the the anime as well. I, I don't know if, if have you ever seen any of Never. the anime? Nope. Um, so you were talking about William Defoe's character Ryuk being the best part of the the movie. Um, it's actually very different in the anime. So the actual source material, um, he's a lot more of a. He's still kind of evil, but he's more of like a joking dick kind of god. So um, in the anime, he specifically says uh, he dropped this book just because he was bored. They never really say this in the movie. He's just, he's meant, he just wants to fuck with the human race, essentially, um, in the anime. And that was his whole purpose. He just wants some entertainment out of it. Um, in, in the Americanized white version with William Dafoe, um, the movie, he doesn't really come off as that kind of joking uh, God, he's more of demonic, and they they use that CGI to a very creepy effect and, and make him seem more intimidating or more demonic as to where in the the anime he's more of you know he looks weird, but he's not really that creepy or anything like that. So it's it's a different take movie to anime. He's super creepy in the movie, and uh, I saw like I guess at the end credits they show you how they do some of it, and it's 
they never really give you a clear like shot of his face. Like he's always in shadow. And I think that at some point they say something about him, like he's not your friend, he's not your pet. Like they treat him very much more seriously, even though he laughs all the time. He's you know demonic, but uh, good role by Willem Dafoe. I mean, he never really uh, he always does a good job. So I always expect good things from him, and he he delivered. Yeah, it was it was definitely entertaining. That's for sure. Weird follow up to that movie Death Race. <laughs> Nothing to do with cars. <laughs> really difficult to you know pick up the plot from one to the other. All right, and then moving on, uh, the next one that Z uh, binge watched. He's a little behind on this, but Game of Thrones season six. Um, pretty much everyone listening has most likely seen Game of Thrones season six. That's uh, I think by this point about two years, two plus years old. Um, so just a quick take on that, Z. Uh, how, how did you feel about the overarching? Uh, themes for for season six and, and where the the season went at the end. Yeah, I'm a little behind on uh, Game of Bones, and I'm not sure. Like, there's a lot of porn action. I'm just, I don't know. I, I, I can't seem to follow the plot anymore. I don't know. It's I haven't just... seen one episode of Game of Thrones. <clears throat> never seen. Game never of... seen one episode of Game of Thrones. And the more people tell me to watch it, the less I want to watch it. Yeah, that's because you just like to ruin things. So you haven't, you don't watch Rick and Morty or Game of Thrones. No, just because people either. tell them not to. Just watch Just because it. people yeah. tell me that you need to watch this, you need to watch this. You have to watch this. It's amazing. No, go away. Leave yeah, but you're missing like actually good stuff. Except for I will say, uh, I'm 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 almost halfway through season seven too, and and there was a little bit of a controversy because Rick and Morty, uh, at the end of one of their episodes, they had a bump that said, you know, the death of Game of Thrones writing died in 2016. And just as someone who read the books and has known the books have been around since like the 90s, the books have, the show has surpassed the books as far as timeline goes. And I think that's a real problem for the show. And I, I think the writers know that and they're just trying to get the show over with as fast as possible so they can get themselves onto maybe some prequels or something. Because I just, the writing's not as sharp. There's a lot of like, exposition that just happens just to make this, the plot line go forward and just to make things move quickly so while I enjoy it and I still think it's a good show and I'm not going to not watch it I'm definitely a little disappointed in where the writing went and um, you know I'm just hoping they kind of like at this point I'm watching it so that they kind of just put a pin in this thing and get it done because I'm kind of getting tired of uh, the, the writing was just not as superior it's, it was superior before and now it's just kind of lackluster yeah, so essentially the writing with um, Game of Thrones tailed off after it kind of caught up to the book. So seasons one through five, it was following the book arcs. Um, and then as soon as season six hit with a revival of Jon Snow, spoiler alert, if, if anybody hasn't caught up to that much, then you're a failure. <laughs> you're um, two years behind. Yeah, so uh, as soon as it surpasses the books, it becomes very formulaic and the writing doesn't really have that much intuitive intuitiveness to it i guess uh it's there's a lot of plot armor like you know Jon snow is gonna make it to a certain point you know certain things are gonna happen just based off of how normal stories flow it's gonna flow more like a movie more like a a standard tv series as opposed to a book where in the first season you thought ned sark was the main character he got his head chopped off in, in episode nine so as soon as it surpasses the books that's where it loses his uh it's originality essentially and it follows a very formulaic plot yeah i totally agree with that so i'll keep watching and uh maybe someday we'll get into a game of thrones debate who knows 
And then just for a quick take, is uh, other than just not watching it, just for the sake of not watching it, that it's no real reason. I have no interest in it. That's just all it is. You don't, don't like, like dragons, dragons, dragons I, and titties. I love dragons and titties well, and titties. Oh, I'm sorry. There's also some wang in there too. I for love. You. Well, now you got me into it. I mean, I can see all the dragons and titties I want on the internet. I don't need to watch Game of Thrones for it. Fair enough. All right. Well, yeah, anyway. this guy's useless. Yeah, yeah. I don't really agree with it, but you know, you do you. <laughs> you, you, you do until oh, we actually force him to watch it and we pay him to say yeah I'm gonna watch this like we were forced to watch Blade Runner oh, um, yeah. we'll just keep moving along yeah so the last one uh, motherfucker I did that one on accident this time um, so <laughs> the last one is Game Face which I've never heard of um, also a rapper on Wikipedia apparently uh, it's a show on sci-fi where they do practical effects, essentially, from what I'm told, because I didn't even bother to look it up that much. It's on sci-fi, uh, premiered on January 26, 2011, and it's American reality television game show on Sci-Fi Cable Network in which a group of prosthetic makeup artists compete against each other uh, to create prosthesis such as those found in science fiction and horror films. So why don't you give us a quick take on that one, since probably no one listening watches this shit. So why don't we just do a, a quick power run on that? Well, I guess uh, my only thing that I'll say about the show is, unlike other reality shows that are kind of based strictly on, like, when you have those singing competition shows, it's a lot of it's based on taste, whether or not you are, you know, you might not like country, or you might not like pop, or, you know... There's a lot of variability or like, you know, dance. It's another thing where it's a matter of taste. I'm not a big fan of reality shows, but this one I think is actually uh, pretty pretty good. Uh, Pat Oswalt wrote a whole letter about why he likes watching uh, Game Face and um, the that particular reality show on sci-fi because, you know, what, they're, what they do is that they're given a – like a topic – and they have to match it, and they have to do a visual. And visuals are very easy for people to tell. Like, yeah, you did a good job, or you know you didn't. And they have time constraints, and I, and I think it always, like there's not all that none of that like reality TV drama because everybody's working too hard, they're too tired to fight with each other, and they usually just try to help each other to get their projects done. And it's uh, there's no like internal drama to the show other than are they going to finish the task. And does the task look good? And then they put them side by side and compare them. And I'm a big fan of practical effects. I, I you know, think that there's still a place for it. And hopefully CGI doesn't 100% take over because you don't get as good actor response, you know, when they're acting against like a, I saw like for Jurassic Park at some point they had like little sticks with, with drawn dinosaur heads on them. Like an, how's an actor supposed to get into the role? Whereas with, Practical effects, you get a little bit more out of it. I mean, do you find any validity in that, Scott? I don't know. I mean, I just saw this show before when it was called Face Off. It's 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 the same. A spinoff thing. of that show. It's spinoff. Who cares? Do it over and over and over again. It's the same. See, but the, my thing. point is, is that it allows people, like regular people, to get jobs in practical effects, where like everybody on like American Idol and stuff, they just want to be famous. These people just want to do what they love which is practical effects, which I hope is not a dying art form. And as an actor, you would think, I would think that you would appreciate the fact that these people are... Yeah, no, they're great. They're amazing at what they do, but don't fool yourself and think for one minute that they are out of work and trying to find stuff. No, 
These are all professionals. They all get work. You don't have that kind of talent and that kind of creativity and don't find work. Trust me, all these people are working. Dude, they have regular jobs, but they, they're not in the business, man. They're, these are regular people who are not in the business, just like some of the people that you worked with that like to do practical effects on like side movies, but that's not what their jobs are. And, and then this show gives them the opportunity to get full-time jobs you know, most of them don't live in Hollywood. Most of them live like all over the country. So I think there's a certain level of like, I think it's cool that they're giving people a chance to do something that they love. They're not going to make a million dollars doing this thing. They're going to make like 40 to 60 grand doing practical effects because they like doing it. So I think there's something like workmanship about the show. And uh, I learned a new word, catawampus, which uh, describes. Scott's lopsided face and probably his lopsided balls at this point. <laughs> they are very lopsided. <laughs> so we learned a new word, and uh, I'm not going to keep preaching about game face or face off, but I just I think of like I don't like reality shows, but of one that's actually going to bring some value to at least the uh, entertainment field that that we care about. I, I think it's important to make sure that these people get chances to do these jobs. I don't know. I think it's cool. So if you so were to kind of Z's review, Catawampus. Catawampus. <laughs> so if you were to kind of pinpoint a target audience for that show, uh, for our listeners, if someone's never heard of it or maybe thinking about just picking up something, who, who would be the audience to really gear towards that and, and pick it up? Well, I, I think that's a tough call because I don't I think it's anybody who like finds film or like art fascinating I you know I myself used to be a sculptor at one point and a lot of what these guys do is that they'll sculpt clay and then they'll make these prosthetic masks or faces and I personally love going to um even like Halloween haunts where people have to do makeup there and, and they have people like some of these people do that stuff too where they do the haunts and they'll be like professional haunters where they you know have to make up like 60 people a night and I can just see doing some clay art with Patrick Swayze <laughs> I, yes. coming in behind it with no shirt. Oh my god, playing. so sensual! But I think it's it's and then and the other thing too, I think it's it's kind of a family show, so I think that's cool because like you know you, you let, if your kids can get into it, they can understand like the doing makeup and doing uh, facial prosthetics and effects and sculpting. Like there's still a place in this world for that kind of stuff where people just do you know like I think CGI as a whole is pretty crappy. So, you know, if, if like 20% of CGI is good and 80% of it sucks, why not go back to some practical effects and, and you know, to spend... If you're going to watch a reality show, which I don't normally recommend, but if you're going to watch one, I think this is probably one of the best ones on TV. And it's cool. I did catch this video the other day on the internet, and it was all about facials, and I was very much into it. And so I can, I can get into this, actually. Were you watching porn, Scott? Was the facials white again, cream? Again, got me. He got me. He was got it, was me. it gay porn, Scott? I love internet porn. Was it was it gay porn? You were there. You should know. No, okay, it was gay porn. Or would he still buy curious? So it's there's nothing curious about being bi. Nothing at all. So I, I that's all I watched. Did anybody else catch anything interesting in the uh, interim while I couldn't sleep? Um, probably not. No, I don't. I, don't, I watch Y five O. It has a new hot mixed race girl that I paused and jerked off to. So there's that. <laughs> okay. Megan Rath. She was on Being Human. Ooh. Not that that has anything to do with really anything. I know, I, uh, I'm, hockey's back this week, so uh, I missed everything else that was on TV. 
He just watched uh, Canadian men beat each other with sticks. Sidney Crosby. Sidney Crosby. I love Sidney Crosby. Sid the kid. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh my god! Now I know why I hate you so much. <laughs> you. Uh, so although uh, he has got me a ton of points in fantasy hockey, so eh, I still hate him. There you so go. So our next show will be uh, fantasy hockey with all of uh, five listeners and Scott. So uh, with that being said, I, I guess that's all we have for today. Noob, noob. Anything you'd like to close out with? Um. Nope. Wampus. Nope. Cat. Yeah. Cat a penis. Cat a penis. Scottwillkillyou.com. Keeblermedia.com. Blue Iron is available for viewing. Go ahead to the website, scottwillkillyou.com. The links will be there. You can go ahead. You can go check out a uh, a film, well, a TV show that I did with a very cool casting crew. It uh, was a lot of fun. But it is now available for your viewing pleasure. And uh, I have absolutely nothing. Just looking forward to getting a uh, nice long, some actual sleep instead of watching craziness and some facials and we'll end with facials and from all of us from our reviews will kill you uh we'll be able to catch us on youtube soon and uh you should also be able to download a bunch of podcasts on uh they're streaming on google play they're on itunes they're all over this interweb stuff this crazy interweb and the whole uh, social media thing. Uh, you should find us soon. And uh, from all of us here at Orc U, uh, have a fantastic night, everybody. 